This is Meet My Followers, episode number 42 for October 1st, 2010. Hi, I'm your host, Kate Dworkin, and this is the podcast where I interview my actual Twitter followers. Today's guest is DeAndre Upshaw at DeAndre Says. Today's guest, this is just in line with everything else that's been going on this last month where I've been interviewing t-shirt applicants. I thought that I might as well have the guy who got the first I Wear Your Shirt job, DeAndre Upshaw. DeAndre, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, Cade. <laughs> DeAndre, you're just a fascinating person on a number of different levels, so I will just let you begin to paint the canvas on this. Who are you? Well, my name is DeAndre Upshaw. I'm 23 years old. I am originally from um, a sub- suburb just north of Houston, Texas. I got to represent Texas all the time. Um, I went to uh, Baylor University in Waco, Texas, which is uh, known mostly for uh, not very good things. Uh, David Koresh and all that stuff. Um, and so I, I went there and I got my undergrad there in um, journalism, public relations with a uh, concentration in broadcasting and a minor in film and digital media. And from there, um, I got this fantastic job with uh, Young and Free Texas, which is basically an initiative uh, started by a credit union marketing firm. Basically, they want the credit unions of America to reach out to young people. So I uh, represented a credit union for a year, and then after that, they sort of ticked me on. And now I just do, I putter around the country and the, the continent occasionally speaking at uh, different conferences, uh, doing a lot of blogging, uh, a lot of video work, and uh, hosting live shows. Yeah, so that, that's, that's really interesting to me because this initially started as you know kind of a contest, win your job kind of thing, and then you did it so well that they decided to have you stick around for a little while <laughs> longer. It says yes. something about the content that you're creating, but uh, talk to me a little bit about how, you know, because this is now the second time, right, with the I Wear Your Shirt contest that you've won as well now. Yeah, it's job- really weird. Are, are, you, are you a professional job winner now? Is that the deal? It seems as though I am. Like it's 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 just really interesting that that uh, you know these these two awesome opportunities. Um, I find out about both of them, and, and they're and they're honestly a. If I were to sit down and told my um, freshman yourself what kind of job would you want, both of these are the, or the type of job and the uh, sort of careers that I'm looking for. So yeah, I guess I'm the guy who applies for jobs on the internet. <laughs> Well, but there's a lot more to it, right? I mean, you know, you've you've fostered a lot of relationships with people, and you you know, obviously, your education in broadcasting definitely has its role in these video applications, right? You you can sit there mm-hmm. and you know how to construct a very well edited, well put together video, and that was evident from the day that yours was up there almost immediately as it was announced. And I sat there and I was like, oh, if I'm going to apply, I got to step up my game <laughs> so that I can at least be in the same talk as this guy. So you know, but that that's that's really interesting. Talk to me. About about the process of creating these videos and just creating all of your videos really throughout college i was educated in a variety of different editing and filming techniques uh the one that and it's evident from pretty much all of my videos the one that i have found works best for me and best for my delivery style is sort of the mtv jump cut move around a lot mm-hmm. uh and and part of that is because it looks looks cool but another part of that is because uh basically what i sit down and do is I get the idea for the video, and point A never ends up looking like point B. It always starts out as something different, and then by the time it gets all the way down the road, it's it's completely different from what I intended it to be, which is a good thing. But I sit down, I, I do sort of a spec script, 
occasionally I'll sit down and write an entire script. For I Wear Your Shirt, I, I wrote an entire script mm -hmm. uh, because I want to make sure that I, I, I got it right. I, I also have an, an improv background. Um, I did improv for several years while I was in college with a pretty darn good improv troupe. Shout out to the Gorilla Troupe. We're, we're kind of like awesome. And I'm not even just like saying that because I'm in it. it we, were, we were really good. And so I have this tendency to sort of jump around lots of different times and put in a lot of different things. And so giving me a script gives me something to sort of follow mm -hmm. um, and make sure I get in all the points that I want to get in. Sure. And then I do like 10 takes. For me, I, I like to have like two hours of footage to go through and, and choose choose from. And so I'll do literally uh, 10, 10 different takes, uh, different shots from, from different angles so that I can edit and have plenty of sound and plenty of extra stuff to use and put it all together uh, and just come out with something that's really good, something that's really polished. Um, I do go for a more is more um, sort of, mantra when I'm editing, but that's only because it works best for the way that I deliver uh, lines when I'm saying them. When I'm delivering my information, uh, it, it, it works to sort of have sort of a rapid fire thing because that's, that's how I am in real life. I'm kind of a crazy person. No, but that, that's what's really interesting about this, right? So obviously, you know, you've got all your fans and friends and people who you met through college and, and, and you know, you get them to support you on these things. But I love this improv background because I've seen it come out in a couple of different ways. Um, you know, obviously we've been interacting every once in a while, especially right as you were uh, really starting to, to promote all the stuff that you were doing, um, you know, the DeAndre After Dark, you know, kind of stuff. And that was a lot of fun to be able to hang out with people like you and, and, and uh, oh gosh, Shashi made one of those and the rest of that crew. So, you know, to be able to sit yeah. there and live improv host a show on the interwebs was definitely interesting. So talk to me about why you were doing that and, and, and kind of how you got your experience in hosting, uh, because, you know, production versus hosting are two entirely different skill sets. Right. Um, uh, for uh, another client that I work with, for, for the Canadians, Currency Marketing, who runs the Young and Free program, who I'm still employed with, we sat down and we wanted to do a live show sort of reaching out to credit union uh, practitioners, people who were in the, the field of, of trying to get their credit unions to reach out to young people. And so we, we sat down and we developed this concept of a, of a weekly show um, they said, make it happen. And so I said, all right. So I looked through, I, I actually talked with Jason a little bit when way back when, way back in uh, December of 2009, uh, to try and figure out how I was going to set up this show, because there's a lot of technical things involved with it. Uh, cameras, uh, a lot of different software. My computer hates me every single time I try to do it because I'm running so many different things. Uh, the, the hardest part about it for me doing these shows is the fact that I am the only person controlling everything. Um, when, when you have a million different things going on, and especially on my, my show that I do every week with a guest, I'm Skyping in someone, and I'm trying to make sure that the audio is right, and I'm trying to make sure that everybody can see everything and everybody can hear everything, and that I'm also delivering information and engaging people. And so basically, there's, my mind is just like a bomb going off every time I do that. Uh, my improv background is something I, I didn't even start until late into my college career. I, I auditioned my junior year of college for the Gorilla Troop, and I had been to pretty much every single one of those, their shows since I was a freshman. Um, but at the time, I was juggling a lot. I, I, I worked all throughout college. I worked as an RA. And I don't know if you know much about uh, Baylor University. Most people don't, except that apparently we breed crazy people. But um, it's a Baptist university, and 
as such, we have a lot of rules and things. And so being an RA for us was a full-time job. It's something that we, we took very seriously and that the people who ran it took very seriously because, you know, we're investing in the next generation of minds. So we had a lot of rules that needs to be enforced. And so, you know, we, we were zero tolerance for alcohol, drugs, gotcha. um, things like that. We, we had visitation hours. There were times when members of the opposite sex could be in the room. And so all throughout my college career, uh, from sophomore year on, I was working a 25, 30-hour job on top of taking 18 hours yeah. um, and, and doing a million other things. And so I, I decided that the improv troupe was something that I really wanted to do, and I, I, I did it, and I, and I loved it. I loved it. It gave me so much uh, just joy. It, it, it was something that I really because because a lot of times, and, and you're you're probably like this too. When you're a person who likes to give and be compassionate and do things for other people, uh, a lot of the things that I do are working with other people and reaching out to people. And and improv for me, even though it was something, it was a performance, and I was doing it um, ostensibly for a crowd. It was something that I did for myself. Yeah. You know, I could go for an hour and just be the weirdest, craziest person um, on earth. And it was just something that I love to do. And, and, and that, I think, is reflected in a lot of my on-screen persona uh, of, of who I am when the cameras hit. Absolutely. Which, which and, and I've talked with you about this before, is, is, is slightly different from the DeAndre who is just sitting at home drinking a glass of Merlot. I don't <laughs> drink Merlot, by the way. I don't even drink wine. But, but it, say that there was me... A me who drank, who, who, who sat, and you know, I'm obviously not on all the time. No, no, uh, none of us are, right? And that's, and that's one of the interesting things uh, that I've always learned and admired from improv from afar, right? I mean, I've, I've played around with friends kind of in, who were in the improv groups, but never was in one. So, like, we'd go to dinner afterwards and I'd play along. So, you know, I, I have the, the uh, kind of experience of that, but never, you know, kind of actually having stepped up on stage and done it. But, you know, it's such a great skill set for life because life is all about, you know, reacting off of the things that, that other people give you and the things that life throws at you. So I think it's a great skill set to have. One of the things though, that I love about your kind of improv-ness, though, is that you mix that every, I'll say, regularly with your passion for singing and singing loudly. <laughs> I don't know if it's something that, you know, it, those are just two random things that you decided to throw together or if this was a, you know, thought process. I mean, no, how, did, well, how did you end up starting the improv song stuff? Well, all throughout college, I, I, was, a, I was a member and a leader of, of our, the gospel choir on campus. Okay. Uh, and so uh, literally, uh, like I said, I juggled a lot, a lot of things. So I was an RA. I was on the executive board and a tenor in the gospel choir. I was the president of the National Association of Black Journalists. I had four or five internships. I'm, I, I like to be busy, and I like to juggle a lot of different things. Sure. Um, the singing is something that I cultivated. Uh, my father is a minister, and, and I, I've been singing in church since I was, oh gosh, in like the sixth or seventh grade. Um, so take that, a, a marginally good singling, singing ability, um, mix that up with the fact that I just love to be loud and incredibly goofy, um, and from there you get um, the songs, the parodies, and the fact that um, when DeAndre After Dark, quote unquote, uh, I, I, I did that show um, uh, about over over a year ago. What it started out was my roommate and I would just turn on our camera and just interact with all the people who we had gone to college with. You know, obviously when you graduate from college, 
you have friends that are now scattered all across the world. Yep. So I would have friends who would tune in and just watch us just being goofy. And at some point it evolved into we would sing songs, karaoke, and and and, and just sort of uh, get a chance to interact with, with, with some of the people who we hadn't seen in a while. And so when it, it came time that I wanted to sort of resurrect this show that I used to do, um, I called it DeAndre After Dark. Not because there was anything salacious or dirty about it. I just like alliteration. Sure. My, my mom's like, what is this DeAndre after dark? Or, you know, is this something where you can just go, you're doing it after dark so, so we won't see it, so you can just get crazy? <laughs> I'm like, nah. And, and obviously I should have thought, because people are always like right on my wall, ooh, DeAndre after dark, what are you doing? Is it after dark? Are you, you know, clothed? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I have clothes on. I just like that there's two Ds in the title. Um... And so the the idea for that show, I, I resurrected it and did it every night for about two weeks. Uh, I, I've, I've slowed down on it. I was out of town on work in Canada for about a week. And about that time, and, and I visited home. Uh, I went back home to Houston nice. for a week or so to, to, to hang out with my family a little bit because I get to... I'm about three or four hours away from home, and so I go back about once every few months staying out. But it's just me being crazy. It's the music, the the songs, uh, the jokes, oh. the extended monologues, the rants. That's all. When you meet, and, and I and I say that there's like a me that's on. Definitely, elements of my personality are all throughout that. That's oh, yeah. not like a, it's not like a character that I made up. That's just me amplified. But you see me on the street at the right moment. That's me. Yeah, no, I have, I have, you know, you and I have not yet met in person, but I have no doubt that should we run into one another at a South by Southwest or that, you know what, yeah. we're just walking around at a conference, whatever, that it is entirely possible for you to like break out into song, making fun of me in front of anyone and everyone <laughs> on the street, which I would welcome that opportunity because, you know, you, you definitely have some ability to create some catchy tunes. Uh, so I definitely always appreciate very talented people and uh, being just kind of in their flow because it's just it's good times. Well, DeAndre, one of the things that I love to do when I close out the show, though, is ask who are some of those people who are on Twitter or anywhere on the social networks whose content you love to consume? Let's see. I uh, Twitter for me is it started out as something to to connect and network with. Uh, people from work and, and as someone who telecommutes and I'm sure you know this as well, it's, I, I don't always get to meet the people I work with sure. and I don't always get to, uh, you know, see them in an office every day. So I, I, I started out using it primarily for that. Um, when it comes to who I consume, like religiously who I follow, um, I follow Tara Banks on Twitter and whenever I see that she has said something that is relevant to my life, I respond and retweet it. Um, it is, I am just compelled to do that because she is Tyra Banks. I, I don't even think twice about it. I retweet it. Um, I love uh, Donald Glover, who is uh, on Community. Uh, I, 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 I basically follow a lot of celebrities and think that they're cool. Um, but if they're creating uh, great content, they're creating great content. So that's all that matters to you. So Well, uh, they're creating content that is relevant to me in some way. <laughs> Is it is it relevant to you so that you can make jokes about it? Is that the, the well, undertone no, I'm hearing? The thing is, a lot of the people that 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 I, I make fun of or sort of joke about, I love Tyra Banks. I I'm just gonna I'll just put that on the record. Okay. I love Tyra Banks. I think she's a crazy person, but I love her in spite or or because of her craziness. 
And so our relationship is not love-hate. It is love, 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 love. But she is a crazy person. Um, yeah, I don't... I, I, I mean, if those, are the face... people, if those are the folks who come right to mind. Those are the folks who come right to mind. I'm not trying to stump you here, my man. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, I'm, I'm trying to think outside of... I'm thinking of people who, uh, who I, I look at who I don't know. Um, yeah, that's uh, Tai Tai Baby. Love me some Tai Tai Baby. I, I follow Kathy Griffin. That's my home girl. Uh, what up, Kathy? If she's listening. If you're listening. Uh, yeah, but, but anybody who has interesting things to say, uh, anybody who has uh, a propensity to, to engage, um, I, I like to talk back and forth with people. And so that's basically my criteria for, for, for people on Twitter. On Facebook, it's a little different. Because I have all my information. I've been a member of Facebook since uh, back when I joined. I, I forget how old you are, Kate, but maybe we're in the same sort of age thing. When I joined Facebook, they used to have a little counter that said, um, you joined Facebook on this day. So I know that I joined Facebook June 14th, 2005. Um, and so my Facebook is, uh, I have lists for it. So if anyone's ever wondering why, if they friend me, I'll accept your friend request. But you might be on a list. A list. A list. <laughs> so i mean but that's that, that's just a function of you know you having over two thousand friends on facebook and that's you know you're that's the way you manage life on there so i, mean, I know well the the, the 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 funny thing about it is is that before i uh probably until about six months ago and around this whole getting i wear your shirt thing i had met almost every single person on my facebook friends list uh Part of the reason why my list is so large is that every every year I got 500 new roommates living on living on campus and stuff, and and, and it was my job to I I wanted it was my personal mission to meet all of them, and so being on campus I I had well over 2,000 friends before that that I could legitimately say that I had met and that I I knew I mean obviously I didn't know all the details of sure. their lives, um, but, but you, you had had a personal contact with them physically. I, Yes, I'd had an interaction with them, and it wasn't until about six months ago when, you know, I, I started to uh, get friend requests from people in my extended sort of colleague network or people who I've worked with. And then right after I Wore Your Shirt happened, it, everything just stopped. Um, and I got like 100 friend requests in like a day. And I'm not, I, like, I don't have anything to hide on Facebook. I just feel like now maybe I want to put like some, some walls up. Not big walls, maybe just columns. Sure, sure. Yeah, well, I understand that, right? I mean, there's there's some sense of you know wanting to maintain your own identity on these platforms and not constantly be on. But then again, you know that that genuineness is probably what helped get you the job. Well, DeAndre, thank you for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Kate. I appreciate it as well. Well, that pretty much finishes up my interview with DeAndre. I hope that you enjoyed meeting him and uh, seeing the type of personality that he brings into any room. I also think that a lot of companies can learn a lot about how to humanize a brand by watching the way that he's done so uh, with uh, his job and then uh, how he's going to help out the guys over at I Wear Your Shirt. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope to see you back on Monday. Uh, and uh, guys, go out there and have a great day and a phenomenal weekend.